This is a story associated with a person named Ajahn Chah, who was the primary teacher of the beloved American Buddhist teacher, Jack Kornfield. Ajahn Chah taught for decades in his native country of Thailand, and in the area surrounding where his monastery was, there's a large forest, and he was known for bringing his students, his pupils, out into this forest for various kinds of contemplative practice and meditation. And from time to time, he would bring his students to a large boulder. That kind of scale. And he would ask a question. How heavy is this boulder? What would it take for you to lift it up? And the students would say it would be impossible. I mean, look at the scale of that. It would be absolutely impossible for us to lift this up. It's incredibly heavy. More than we could possibly count the weight of. And say, no, you're all wrong. Mm -hmm. This is not a heavy boulder. And they'd argue back and forth, and they'd try to get what he was after. And Ajahn Chah eventually would say, this is not a heavy boulder. This is incredibly weightless if you do not try to pick it up. What I want to talk about today, briefly, before we get to our New Year's ritual, is that the most regular thing that any of us pick up that does not serve us are our own thoughts. Certain kinds of thoughts, particularly. Certain kinds of thoughts that maybe whisper, speak to us about our unlovability or our worthlessness. Or what we can do to ourselves that I know I have done to myself countless, countless times in my life. I call it the 3 a.m. horror show. <laughs> in which I am awake to every single mistake I ever made in my entire life. On the tiny screen in the back of my head. Which is playing nonstop over and over and over again. Seems like some of you are aware of that version of your own greatest hits as well too. The average person has 50 to 70,000 thoughts a day. Good luck controlling them. <laughs> However, one of the things I fully believe is that especially with our frequent visitors, especially with our greatest hits, especially with those thoughts that are so automatic, especially when we're afraid, especially when we're angry, especially when... It feels like something's off with us, and we interpret it through the lens of what is wrong with me. That that is actually the signature moment in which spiritual practice can help us. In which we don't have to hook into those thoughts once again. I believe there is nothing no substance, and I'm a person in long-term recovery. Many of you know from a substance use disorder. I believe there is nothing, no substance, no behavior more powerful than we get hooked into other than our own thoughts. And so learning to step back or stand back from these thoughts or at the very least just even notice that the slideshow is playing again is such an invitation to a powerful opportunity for transformation. We've talked about this here before many times. This is associated with Brene Brown, whose name has come up countless number of times here from this pulpit. 
She says she has a particular practice that I'm sure she got from someone else. I can't remember the name of that particular teacher. But it goes like this, that when we notice we have one of these automatic assumptions, one of these immediate negative thoughts about ourselves or about a situation that closes down our perspective and closes down our curiosity and closes down our capacity for really compassionate inquiry into ourselves or into life, Brene Brown says, put a certain phrase in front of it. I notice I'm telling myself the story that. (laughs) Here's another particular version of it that I really like. Look how sad. Honestly, that could be like a self-portrait up there of me. I'm not good enough. It just clicks right in. And pretty soon we find ourselves spiraling down and sometimes into a whole bunch of other really harmful behaviors to ourselves or other people. If we get hooked by that thought, I'm not good enough. And one of the things we might try, I use this practice regularly and I find it helpful. I notice that I'm having a thought that I'm not good enough. Those automatic thoughts that are so sticky that we get hooked into so quickly, what would it be like if we just learned to step back a little bit and not believe any number of negative stories we tell about ourselves? And by the way, I think this also works with automatically telling ourselves the most positive stories about ourselves as well, too. (laughs) It's to learn to hold it all much more lightly. This willingness to stand back and to step back and enter into a more compassionate space between our own ears. So we have a New Year's ritual that we do here every single year for I think the last four or five years now in which we like to burn some stuff. It'll be outside. That's why I preach much more briefly here today. It'll be after our final song. I'm going to invite you to come outside and burn some stuff. And the thing I want to invite you to burn, to practice getting some space with this year, and to take some time with right now, is within your order of service, you have a little sticky note. If you don't have an order of service, you need a sticky note, they're right over there on that railing. You can grab one, even pass them through the crowd. I want you to write down your most immediate negative thought about yourself that keeps you from moving in the direction of a rich, full, meaningful life. The life that you would like to live, not just in 2020, but starting right now. You probably know what that thought is or the variation on it. (laughs) The I'm not or I am, or the immediate identification that keeps you playing small and timid and fearful as if you were somehow inadequate to your core. But the truth is, that's not the truth of this tradition. That says we were all born into original blessedness and original belovedness. So I'm going to ask you right now, take a pen if you need one. They're being passed out. Thank you, Reverend Lee. And unlike last week when Reverend Lee invited you into what looks like the world's coolest indoor snowball fight, don't ball it up (laughs) and toss it at each other. I'm going to ask you to hold on to that. You don't have to share it with anyone. This is for yourself today. 
write down that immediate negative thought that you would like some space from. And then let's throw it in the fire together. Take a little time with this, but do not overthink it. (laughs) If your mind is anything at all like my own, you should know what these are right away. I'm writing down my own here. And these are the frequent visitors, the ones that like to come at 3 a.m., the ones that make you feel as if you are not invited to this party called life. Nothing's coming to yourself right now and you find yourself asking this question, what the hell is wrong with me? Why can't I think of this? Write that down. And I'm really not trying to put pressure on you. You can do this after the service. I'll be outside for a little while. Give you 30 more seconds to come up with whatever you can come up with for right now. And if you finish writing, maybe just taking a moment to set your intention. This can be our form of prayer today. Set your intention with curiosity with open-heartedness. So just imagine what might be on the other side of being hooked. What might you release into if you can be released from this fear, this worry, this doubt? And perhaps there's this part of the practice too that we could even turn these so-called negative frequent visitors into friends. Because maybe if we listen to them instead of raging at them, we'll find that they're pointing the way towards something that is really important to us. Maybe it's something that we think we're too scared to risk. And so if we scratch the surface of a wound, a hurt, a worry, a doubt, so often what we find there is love. May this love be our intention in our time here today. May this love guide us into the year to come and beyond. Amen.